Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you could be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the free guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com free. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. Hey guys, it's Janelle checking in, and I'm finally back in Virginia after my trip to San Diego. It was a great conference, and I had a lot of free time to see like old friends, go to the beach, eat tons of food and this week I'm just really struggling to get through midterms and then I have to start packing again because next week is spring break. Hey guys, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. Today we're going to continue our interviews around the world series where we interview other young black women who have either lived or studied in a new country. For this series, we have interviews set up with women who've been to almost every continent and this week we're doing something a little different. We're going to interview a good friend of mine, Josette, who grew up and lived in Trinidad but is now studying in the U.S. at Hampton University. Welcome, Josette. (laughs) Hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about my experiences. Okay, cool. So first, you want to give everyone a quick summary about your background. I obviously know you, but a lot of the listeners don't. So my first major question is for you to explain, um, like, where exactly you were born and then, like, the major moves that have happened. Okay, so I was born in Florida, and uh, then I moved to Arizona with my family because my mom was doing her master's degree in Arizona State. Um, And then we moved to Massachusetts, so I lived there until I was 10. Um, And then when I was 10, my parents are originally from Trinidad and Tobago. So we moved to Trinidad when I was 10, about to turn 11. And then I lived there until, well, I still live there, I guess. And I did my undergrad in Grenada. So for my, for to go to college, I moved to Grenada. And I'm at Hampton in Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you obviously been around, I guess. So do you, would you consider yourself a traveler? And then if so, why or not? Why not? Um, I would consider myself a traveler. Um, I do have a passion for traveling and I want to get to see the world and experience more cultures. Um, so, yeah. Cool. And so where have you all been? I know you've had a lot of major moves, but where have you been, I guess, internationally and both just in, or internationally and domestically? Um, so domestically, I've been to Alaska, Colorado, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, Virginia. Yeah, a couple of states. <laughs> yeah, around. a couple of states, just a few. <laughs> okay. 
And then internationally? Um, internationally, I've been to Trinidad, Grenada, Panama, Puerto Rico. Um, I feel like I'm missing somewhere, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. So she's been around, basically, we all know. And then you mentioned you were in Alaska, which is one of my bucket list states to go to. Um, so can you just tell me a little bit about that? Like, what was that like? Yeah. Um, so I, was, I did summer research in Alaska. So during the summer, the sun doesn't set. It was like 24 hours sun. That was different. It was cool, but yeah. sleeping was like hard. <laughs> yeah. um, it was actually pretty warm. Like it was like 80s, 70s, which was surprising. Because wow. then you think about For Alaska, yeah. <laughs> you think it's cold. Yeah, you think it's snowstorms. <laughs> but it was cool. Like there are a lot of cool hiking spots, a lot of like hot springs, natural springs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, like in Fairbanks where I was, the scene was like hiking. That was the fun thing, like okay. nature stuff. Okay. Yeah, nice. That sounds exciting. And then do you have any, I guess, bucket list destinations while you're in the U.S. or anywhere, I guess, at all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, my top bucket list place is Australia. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I'm, like, marine science major in the coral yeah. reefs and, like, all that. That's my... Uh, and then Europe. I just want to visit because I've never been. Okay, yeah, definitely. Australia is definitely one of mine as well. And then, so, I guess the purpose of this interview. So, what made you decide to move back to the U.S. in general? Um, was it, like, just school, or did you have other interests in, like, coming back to the U.S. at a certain point in your life anyways? And then, why specifically Hampton out of all places <laughs> in the country? <laughs> so, I guess I... I would say the education opportunities and I guess the facilities in the U.S. versus like the Caribbean are better and more advanced, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get that education experience as I've had the Caribbean experience so far. Why I came to Hampton is because they have like a scholarship program called the Living Marine Resources Corporation, mm-hmm. LMRCSE for short, where they fund um, graduate students and undergrads to do sci- science and marine and environmental research. And you get to go to conferences and present and it's fully funded and you get a tuition a stipend and stuff so that's why I chose to come to Hanson. Nice. So I guess that kind of answers my next question on if you had any funding sources or scholarships to help get you here. And then one thing I do want to note, though, is that since Josette was technically born in the U.S., that she was able to, um, I guess, receive a lot of like the funding here, which could be different for a lot of other international students. But um, yeah, if you're but if you have interest in studying in the U.S., there's still definitely a possibility that I travel in that way. And then my last, I guess, background question is, do you think you will stay in the U.S. permanently or do you want to like, go back to Trinidad? somewhere else i think for right now for like education and stuff like that i don't mind like if i got to go to like europe like go to different places to do like more marine science stuff but i guess long term probably wherever i got like a good job so whether <laughs> if it's yeah so it might be in Canada, it might be here i'm not yeah. like fixed on a plane cool cool definitely makes sense and now we're gonna shift the interview more from background to some more questions about culture and help us better understand like what it's like being immersed in the u.s and being Black here versus being Black, I guess, in Trinidad or like at home. I guess my first question is more culture shock related. So have you had any examples of culture shock, whether it was when you were like moving to Trinidad or when you were moving from Trinidad to again, anything crazy happened? <laughs> so growing up in like Boston with my parents, they're Trinidadians. So I believed I had a great accent. I thought I was like the most Trinidadian person ever. <laughs> but then when I moved to Trinidad, like and all the kids were like, what's wrong with their accent? <laughs> You don't sound like a Trinidadian. And then I'm like, oh, well, I'm actually an American. And they're like, you don't look like an American. And I'm because I guess for them, TV showed white people. So they thought Americans are white. So they're like, you don't talk like a Trinidadian. You don't look like an American. What are you? (laughs) Yeah. So that was like the culture shock getting adjusted and like trying to fit in and stuff like that. 
Okay, yeah. And then did you have any reverse culture shock coming back to US? Or? Not really culture per se, but I guess the way, like the black experience in America, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, since in the Caribbean, we don't have a lot of white people. So okay. we don't have like oppression or like police brutality or like anything like that. Mm-hmm. So just like ha- meeting people who grew up in this, like yeah. your outlook on life is different or like the way you interact with like, the way you see like these issues, like it's, yeah. it was really eye-opening. And it, like I really enjoyed that, getting to experience that. Okay, that's valid i wonder what it's like growing up like (laughs) because okay a lot of you guys know Josette may not know but like where i grew up it was definitely like an all-white community completely different than like hampton is like the like like hampton is like black like the black capital for me because like this is like where i grew up it was like just all white so like being here i had i definitely experienced like a complete culture shock just going to an hbcu because i wasn't used to like growing up and being around like so many people that so it was so I kind of had to reverse I guess (laughs) oh yeah yeah. (laughs) um and I guess it's weird but I guess I had that same experience as well because in Trinidad it's like half of the population are like East Indians from India Mm -hmm. through slave not slavery but like and then the other half is black Mm -hmm. so this being at Hampton was the first time I was like in an all black place yeah yeah and like I guess even like natural hair is more accepted here than it is home which is crazy yeah (laughs) you want to think okay yeah so yeah like even being at home for Christmas, people are like, what are you doing with your hair? Are you gonna relax? Or what you, what's going on with your oh, hair? No. So it's like definitely things I appreciate. Like I feel like the black experience and culture in here is in some aspects it's more celebrated here, I guess. Okay, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's what I want to do an episode on natural hair and different cultures <laughs> and different experiences and it's okay, hmm, ideas. Um <laughs> All right, so my next question is, what do you do for fun? And then how does it differ here than it does in Trinidad? Like, I guess, what would you do when you went out of Trinidad? And what do you do now? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess when I'm home, like, we have a lot of, like, beaches. We have, like, um, a lot of nature stuff, ecotourism, coral reefs. Um, so we do a lot of that stuff. And then we go to concerts with my friends. Um, and we just do, like, simple things. Like, there are fireworks for, like, um, our Independence Day. So, like, we go out a lot to, like, those kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, since I've been here, I've been doing a lot of school. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you haven't had the, yeah. the full experience yet. <laughs> but I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm going to say, I guess, yeah, that sounds fun, though. I definitely, I've never been to Sure Dad before, so I would you be excited to, come. to yeah, <laughs> I would be excited to visit and experience all its exciting because the snorkeling, the coral reefs, all yeah. that sounds really nice. And so I guess we kind of already slightly touched on it, but what's it like being Black in the U.S. versus in Trinidad? And you kind of already talked about how, um, like, the whole, like, a lot of issues seen in the African-American community here with oppression and police brutality and a lot of other, like, a million other things that are (laughs) happening to the Black community here is not necessarily seen in Trinidad, but do you still see some type of, like, discrimination or anything like that in Trinidad? Um, I guess maybe not as like vocalized but maybe like um i don't know <laughs> i don't I know you. you know what i mean okay yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> so like i said in trinidad we don't have a lot of like white people but like through the history of trinidad like we had african slaves through slavery mm-hmm. and then when slavery became like illegal they brought in indentured laborers is what they call them mm-hmm. from india and then like to keep them from like revolting against the slave masters i guess they tried to separate them and like put told them like oh indian people aren't good and like black people aren't good so that like stemmed I guess animosity between the the two cultures. So to the, today it's not like strong, but like around election time, like you can see people.
people segregating or like having those stereotypes of, like black people are like lazy or like Indian people work hard or like so it's like okay. not white people per se mm-hmm. but it's like small like microaggressions I guess, okay, yeah. within those two cultures but for the most part it's not bad but like underlying like you see it okay. and stuff because okay. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a question we ask in every like interview around the world series episode we've done and so if you haven't heard other episodes like people obviously racism is a global issue like you see it everywhere <laughs> you see it everywhere and it might not be like as like strong as you see here in the states or like wherever you're from but it's still like it could be just like more minor things that are happening in other places that are around you so um even in like people i interviewed that like studied abroad in like africa like they'll still see like colorism issues i guess rather than just like flat out racism mm-hmm. so i like to like kind of see the background on all well have you ever experienced any discrimination or racism since being here or since or at home do you see a lot of like I guess movements to like kind of combat this at home or well I mean you're we kind of already know what's going on but <laughs> but I guess at home like do you are there any like movements to kind of like combat a lot of discrimination discrimination or racism um so being in the U.S. like I've never experienced any racism mm-hmm. and like even my mom when she did her undergrad and her master's here she was the only black person in most of her classes mm-hmm. and she also didn't experience any racism she just said it was like awkward because she was the only black person. Yeah. But I know, I obviously I know people who have experienced yeah. it. And then at home, I, th- I guess not racism, but it's kind of like stereotypes as in like, Black people probably don't work as hard or aren't as smart. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, just within this community, trying to encourage each other. Or, like, people who are in college, like, trying to encourage the younger people. Like, have role models for them. Like, work hard. Like, that's how you get out of, like, these... Not the ghetto, but, like, work hard and, like, kind of encouraging through that to get... To, like, rise above the stereotypes mm-hmm. kind of thing. So that's, again, how we combat it. Nice. And then... All right, we're going to switch out of the being Black and travel <laughs> um, mindset right now. Obviously, it's something that we can't really avoid or get over because we're obviously black and that's not going to change but we want to talk I guess now we just want to talk about some other things like what is your what was your most memorable experience so far like since being back in the U.S. Um, anything that really like stuck out that you think like I'm never making that mistake again or <laughs> anything like super like positive that has happened that you're just like I'm so happy I moved here and then um, tell us something super memorable about Trinidad too because I've never been <laughs> um, so I think for me the most memorable thing that I enjoy I guess mm-hmm. in general is just the feeling of acceptance and like celebration of black culture black hair like how you look naturally like that really like I didn't know I needed it until I experienced it and I was like whoa (laughs) I've been missing this all my life (laughs) Um, so I really appreciate that the same people with their like afros or their twist outs and it's just like Mm. it like gives you the confidence like wear your hair um and just wait sorry also I want to like mention Hampton is an HBCU so (laughs) and it's a very like a lot of black people live here so I feel like this is like super um, I guess big here compared to like if you grew up where I grew up like in York, Pennsylvania or I don't know anywhere where it's like more predominantly white and you may feel different about that but in Hampton we're happy about natural <laughs> hair and like all these other, and all these other things yeah <laughs> and just the people just learning from people's experiences of life and how they grew up and why that makes them think the way they think like just learning that has been really eye-opening and I appreciate that that's exciting and then what's super memorable about you i think just everything (laughs) (laughs) you miss it all (laughs) yeah but i think one of the big things for me is when i moved to trinidad like the first time i saw coral reefs Mm -hmm. that's like how i got interested in marine science because they said like they were being bleached out and dying and like we need to conserve them and like nobody Mm -hmm. cared and i think for me that like changed the whole course of my life i guess (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, because I wanted to be a doctor. But like from learning that, I was like, oh, I want to go into marriage. So that was like, nice, nice. Do you feel homesick at all since being here? Since I got to go home for Christmas, I'm good. Okay. Before I was like, <laughs> <You're> homesick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so it's actually kind of a short interview, but we're going to start to wrap up the interview with a few words of advice for the audience. My first question is like, what advice would you give for anyone not from the U.S. looking to study or visit here? Um, my advice would be to like do a lot of research, like Google, like look up a lot of scholarships because there are a lot of like websites and databases that have scholarships for international students, not only for the U.S., but for Canada, Europe. There, there's a lot of resources out there um, if we just know where to look, I guess. And like study hard, like make sure your grades are good because if you want to get scholarships, you need to have the grades. Um, if you need help, like reach out, try to find resources to help you, like people to help you study or in any way you're struggling. And just be prepared because sometimes opportunities come and like once you you are organized and prepared you can take them yeah and then you saying that reminded me of a few things that I did not ask you earlier <laughs> but technically since you are a U.S. citizen you didn't have to do much to prepare to move here but did you have to like file any paperwork or like have did you have a lot of issues like finding housing and stuff like that or I don't know any drama with that no. <laughs> <laughs> um not really like Hampton had a like a list of approved off-campus housing mm -hmm. so like I contacted them and like I, it worked out yeah but it took a while like calling different people some people were full so it took a while but it wasn't that hard okay cool and yeah I'm, there's an office like that I'm pretty sure for every university so if you are an international student feel free to call the off-campus housing or the re residential housing I don't know whatever the office is called feel free to call them email them whatever and they can definitely give you a lot of stuff. next or I guess my final question is why do you think it's important for black women to travel we always talk about it and this whole podcast is based off it but why do you think it's important <laughs> um I think it's important for like black women to expand their worldview and to experience different cultures because what we might see growing up where we live, like being able to experience something else could really broaden our mindsets and help us to just be more cultured and help us to dream more like as we go to different places to see what we can be. And like, just, I feel like it inspires you to just be better, grow better, and it can help you like just broaden your life experiences. That was deep. Thank you, Josette. <laughs> no, thanks for this great interview. Um, hopefully you inspire a lot of people to travel to the US. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. This was a really cool episode, one of my favorite interviews. Feel free to check out the website to learn more about the rest of our interviews around the World Series. And feel free to post on Instagram to let us know where you guys are traveling and tag Melanin and Miles when I post. Um, lastly, we do have merch up on the website. Feel free to look at that. We have t-shirts, uh, bathing suits, beach towels, hats, everything that you will need for any type of travel with the Melanin and Miles logo on it. So feel free to look at all of that and buy it if your heart desires. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you are subscribed to receive new episodes every Tuesday and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. We also love to talk to you guys on social media. Share a screenshot of this episode to your Instagram stories tagging at Melanin and Miles to start chatting with us.